Welcome to Nerdables episode 156. This week, Sebastian, Chris, and I are going to talk about the Power Rangers trailer and all of the information that came out of New York Comic Con. Let the nerds take over! Us? Huh? Okay, so I've been waiting. I, I haven't posted anything. I, I've been waiting to talk to you, Sebastian, personally about this. Okay. Because I know you're... And uh, I wish Ethan is, was here. This is a personal... Yeah, that would be more for Ethan. Well, because it would be... I, I guarantee you the, the... Talking about the Power Ranger trailer with the two of you, we'd get completely you know, different ideas of... Or we get, oh, I don't think so. You don't think so? I think both of them don't care. I Really? Yeah. I, I, I think... Well, because Ethan doesn't... Ethan is so straight-laced on anything. Like, you're like, Ethan, you just won $6 million in, in Lotto. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I got yeah. I mean, I Same thing. But, if I tell Sebastian, hey, you just won an island, oh, cool. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's, you say. Well, yeah. what am I going to do with that? Not That side of the table is nonplussed. Yeah, but I just think that... anything. I think that Ethan would say he loved it. He absolutely loved it. Dude, this is the Power Rangers he's been I, I think that's for. a toss-up, mostly because a lot of the Power Rangers fans that I know are... Either cautiously optimistic or just checked out. Me though, I saw I'm I'm a fan of Super Sentai, so that is what all the Power Rangers shows in America are all loosely based on the original Japanese source material. So, uh, I have watched the original Japanese source material for a very long time now. So I don't know about the goings ons anymore, apart from having been a kid and watching that. Right. But as somebody who watched the original show, I go like, okay, it looks like they have the character names, whatever. Uh, but as a movie guy, I kind of went like, this looks like Chronicle and Fantastic Four. When I saw the trailer, I but immediately with, thought of Chronicle. But, but with the Power Rangers name. Right. And they've already shown us the suits and stuff, and they just look like the Iron Man armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've shown all the weapons and parts. Well, I finally watched it today. Actually, I finally, finally watched it about 20 minutes ago. And as I'm watching it, I kept thinking, God, this looks like the first Twilight. Yeah, it's got the Twilight. Yes. Picture. Yeah. It it's, well, it's got not only that, but it's got the way that it's cut in terms of everything's in that high school. Yeah. It feels a lot uh, like Twilight. J- Jason, our hero, is a manslaughterer, <laughs> yeah. potentially. Uh, they're all criminals in some fashion or delinquents. So as, uh, but it's also the Zordon, Breakfast Club. Zordon asked for teenagers with attitude, not teenagers with records. It's the Breakfast Club because they have their Saturday. And, yeah, yeah, but it is at a Breakfast point, Club. At one point, the Breakfast Club realizes there's no breakfast here. So right. they get very sad. But they Here's were, my question because you watched the original. That, that, I, I never not watched about, the original. That's not about Tony the Tiger? No. I never watched the original Power Rangers. I think I watched half you of have one to episode. Be a, you, you have to have been at a, like a certain yeah, I was, I'm, to, I'm to older than these. I watched maybe half episode. And I think even I then, five. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I don't have no interest in this. But the trailer shows a very Sam Raimi Spider-Man-ish type thing where uh-huh. they pick up the little, the little gems or whatever they're holding and then they get all ripped. And they have like super strength and other powers. That wasn't in the original, right? No, no. Okay, so outside of the suit, it's all suits. you know they had they had they knew martial, martial arts, arts but suit, not like superpowers. The belt or, buckles made them yeah, their the, suits. The 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 morphers yeah. yeah. gave them the gave them the suits, but which, they gave them their power. I mean, they didn't really have powers they didn't have because power. they already the they they took karate in school. They only, yeah, they had a dojo that they hung out at. That yeah. was one of the sets. Yeah, so no, it's just the suits were the power source. And, you know, the, do the you like do you like the fact that they seem to be more they're they're taking. The taking more of a serious tone with this one. I I think because even the movie, first, even the movie was a, kind of a the, the movie had a more serious tone, but it also knew when to like take it loosely, and it's one of those things. Uh, I'm immediately reminded of 
uh, a quote that I'm going to probably butcher by uh, by uh, the director of Robocop and Total Recall, Paul Verhoeven, who was, uh, like, two or three weeks ago, he was recently asked, why do you think these remakes of these these properties do so poorly over and over again? And he said it best. He's like, because the people making them take these inherently ridiculous ideas too seriously and don't don't embrace somewhat partially the camp that is within Robocop. It's a guy right. who gets shot, and he becomes a robot. And, uh, yeah, and it's like, I totally understand that the idea is a little silly, but you take it for what it is, and you do what you can, and he made great movies. So I cannot... I cannot say that, that you can't take things too seriously on occasion. His movies were very over-the-top, and they're, they're very much, like, on the pulse of politics and very politically aware and very self-aware. Do you think that the reason they went more of a, with a serious tone and darker this time was because of that, just that trailer like that came out or that fan-made? No, I think, I think you can't. No, he was already, they were already in production before that. You were also the type of audience that you're trying to appeal to is not going to accept anything less than a hard PG-13 film. Yeah, yeah. You're, the audience... You can't make a PG... You can't make the TV show for the 90s no. into a movie today and expect any kid who's 15 years old to go see it and no. enjoy it. Right. No. And the audience are also trying to catch is the 90s kids who, you know... Who grew, up, who grew with up with it. and want something a little different and I'm the person who goes, yeah, but I've even rewatched the show and it's not very good. I, as mu- and here's the thing, as much as I enjoy the show... For what it is, through my love of just having watched it as a kid, but when you go to rewatch it, it's not an easy show to rewatch because there's very little story in it. Right. There is very little carryover. But again, I'm not. It's one of those things where it's like, unless the next trailer really blows me away, I could I could go either way, you know, see it or not see it. But I, I there was nothing in it that I saw inherently that made me like nerd rage. Yeah. Uh, the, the the fan film that you're talking about. That made me nerd rage a little more so, mostly because they're murderers and they do drugs. Yeah, I think when you go to an R-rated... They country. use machine guns yeah. and stuff like that. And that's like, it's kind of a little far. It's it, it kind of what we were talking about in terms of, um, you know, my hope for Rogue One was not to go so far to the other side yeah, of you Star don't, Wars you don't and make it an sa- R-rated film. Yeah, you don't right. mean saving But Ryan a hard Ryan. PG-13 yeah. that has consequences in tone. Just in the interest of... of uh, Getting get correct. Paul Verhoeven's quote. This is from IndieWire. Yes, yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, he was asked specifically about RoboCop and Total Recall as films that have been remade, and Verhoeven had a theory as to why these mistakes were unsuccessful. Verhoeven's quote: "They take these somewhat absurd stories and make them much too seriously, or much too serious. I think that is a mistake. Both those movies needed the distance of satire or comedy to situate it for audiences. Playing it straight without any humor is a problem and not an improvement." End quote. Especially with the case of Total Recall being remade. I mean, watching it, it's it's a fairly straightforward. We can't even say sci-fi. It's, it's reimagined in a way, yeah, because they never do go to Mars. Um, it's it, much closer it to the actual look. Yeah, uh, it does. It's just like there's no, there's no love in that film. There's no, no there's nothing. Like, it's just a play by numbers type of thing. It's designed well. I sure. thought some of the look for it was cool. But even the world itself, there was no love in the world. Do you? No, it's no, just it's it, a, just it's a scale. But I, and I think maybe that lends back to to sort of our observations about this trailer is that it looks like Fantastic Four. It looks like Chronicle. You know where it's oh teenagers they find the suits they're you know oh they're getting the powers they're being kind of delinquenty. Mm-hmm. It's got the Twilight filter. It's very contrast. Yeah, is that word. Uh, I hope so. It is now. It's perfectly cromulent ludicrous. Look it up in the Nerdables dictionary. Uh, and I've got, I mean, again, I, I, 
saw nothing that made me go, ah, you, but I, the only thing really is like, it, it, it kind of lacks that heart. It kind of lacks, like, if you were to do something like that, I feel like not, not going the Deadpool route of hard R, but going the, the route of like, you can, you can, you can have jokes. It's okay. But even, I mean, well, Deadpool lends itself for that. But sure. I'm sure there'll be jokes. But, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. Like I'm sure. Like Again, this, that's why I'm waiting things, on another trailer. I'm waiting on another trailer. I think it, these types of things behoove you to not stay so ardent to the source material and make it in terms of a sequel or something, you know, give us different characters. Don't, sure. If it's the same five people that we saw 20 years ago and they're the same colors and it's the same Zords and it's the same idea, then what are you really bringing to the table? Versus doing something, I mean, I'll give Total Recall as a remake credit because they're like, well, we're going to tell a story that's got the same basis but follows a very different path. As I said, they never actually go to Mars no. in the new film. It's much closer to they Phil K. Dick's the original. The well, they go through much uh, Phil K. Dick's original novel or novella that, that yeah. is the basis for Total Recall. They never go to Mars. Right. It's all about Mars, but he never leaves the planet. This is this has nothing to do with Mars at all. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah. It, they go through the planet, but that's, yeah, it's, that's that's kind of it. So, um, as someone who's not a Power Rangers fan, I really couldn't care less one way or the other. And I look at it and I was just like, well, there's no, there's no action in it really. No, you get a little bit sense of the character. Okay, if you're not a Power Rangers fan, I don't think there's anything in there that makes you excited to see something. And like if this. you're and even, even if you're a Power Rangers fan, it's literally nothing recognizable because it isn't the same thing at all. These but, characters don't act the same. They they're completely they have the same name. I yeah. think they kind of the purposely did that though. That's about it though. Uh, to me, well, I don't think she's Asian. I think she's Latin. But to me, looking at the trailer, she's Latin. To me, looking at the trailer, it looked like they they purposely didn't try to sure. make it look like a Power Rangers movie. That's understandable. And tried to make it look like Chronicle and these other movies uh, that no, were for, that oh, were sure. it, it, that that uh, that that looks like that was deliberately done to to be like to a get people gritty, in, yeah edgy. Get, like oh this is this isn't uh, the Power Rangers from when you were a kid and like okay right it, it's it's okay you know because you know there is that connotation of what a Power Ranger is now to you know people look at it and it's like oh that's that sappy or that campy it's show a, that's on Nickelodeon the or one of those yeah you know that that was very very popular and it I was. still want to know how the hell they got Brian Cranston to do this film. he was in the original show I know he was but he how was, do you, how do you still do that Bill I you think ask him and he was some of the monsters and extras in the original show and he's like sure okay in fact that's the only thing that really like it's like oh Brian Cranston okay. see I, I could see Cranston as that's an a, actor the, just going you know what I got some time I'll do it in, in that entire casting list and the story that I go like oh hey he's the one person from that original show who's coming back that's kind of cool yeah no, no I'm, I'm I if in, in Sebastian's perfect world. I wish they would have done an adaptation of Kyoto Sentai Jiu Ranger, which is the original Japanese show, which actually has a plot yeah. and a through line of story through 50 episodes. And, you know, it's, they're not going to do that either, but whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm take it or leave it. See, I could see the next trailer being way more Power Rangers. Sure, sure. And that's entirely possible. And because th they, they keep this one to be more, you know, ambiguous and, yeah. and get, get that, 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 that tween interest going. They want the millennials. And yeah, going, wait, I what is it? I know? don't care for them. So. I gotta say, Zach Efron looks terrible. <laughs> just doesn't look anything like him in that trailer. Doesn't look like himself at all. No, wait, it's not Zach Efron. It's just somebody who looks like Zach Efron. Was there anything in... Dinosaur Zach Efron? Yeah. Was there anything in that trailer as a Power Rangers fan that excited you at all? No. That I, guy, wait, that guy's I, name is Dacry? Oh my god. This is, this is why... D-A-C-R-E? This is why nobody likes you, Millennials. Oh, uh, he's in Western Australia. 
Um, no, I mean, then again, like, I'm not really a Power Rangers fan. Like, I bought the, like, you know, that would be a question for Ethan. I'm, I'm a Super Sentai fan, so, yeah. like, when they did, like, the Legacy Power Morpher that's made of, like, die-cast metal, I immediately went out and bought the stickers to make it the Morpher from the Japanese show, the, sure. the Dino Buckler, and they did the Blade Blaster toy, and I immediately went and got the labels to turn it into the Ranger stick from Japan. So for me, it's just like, oh, cool, I got these. Uh, I mean, because we, we all know Ethan's made, he, he's made he, a case yeah, yeah. for the belt buckles, he he's the, made it. He is the, the super fan for that, yeah. first, more than me. If you if you wanted to say, like, oh, tell me about the original plot of Kyoryu Sentai Ranger, I would go, oh, yeah, it takes place, you know, in modern-day Japan. It suits the, more like that motorcycle one. A little Japanese. bit, yeah. What is that? Writer Z? Common uh, Writer. A little Common yeah. Writer. Ethan, that's the one thing I do know is Ethan hates the suits. They they look like generic Iron Man-y yeah. kind of suits. I mean, he he's. I mean, we we've all Ethan's build a helmet or building a helmet. Yeah, he's building yeah. a helmet. Maybe it's to Cray. But yeah, he's he's the one to ask more for that. I'm the person who goes like, oh, I kind of wish it was you know di- you know the the ancient tribes from millions of years ago who fought Bandora. Yeah. And when they finished their final battle, they imprisoned her <laughs> on planet Nemesis. And when the astronauts go to the planet Nemesis and accidentally reawaken her, the wizard Barza needs to, you know, open them from their cryo sleep chambers and they're sort of out of their own element and they don't know what the modern day is. Nerd. Yeah. No, that's a, so, totally understandable. So with, with, I'm sorry, hipster nerd. (laughs) With all the properties that are coming back, did we... How many of them are really sticking around is the question. Well, sticking around, but was Power Rangers one that you were wanting to come back? No, because it's still going on TV right now. Would you have rather seen a new Power Rangers movie or a Voltron movie? I like uh, Beast King Go Lion more (laughs) than Voltron, so... Again, yeah. you again, can't, you, can't, you can't ask me that question, Chris. Yeah. Would you? Would you? Sebastian, would, Sebastian hates. I will say this though. I'd love to have a Voltron. I will say this though. No, if, if they did say Voltron, I would be intrigued. But the DreamWorks one was pretty good, so I've got no complaints. Oh yeah, but the, they, the but, animated one. Yeah, but on, they, uh, but they do. But, I mean, even the 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 uh, uh, the Voltron series before this one, yes, that was on either Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network, was also really good. So Voltron... Oh, no Force One or whatever it was? No, yeah. no. Uh, 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 Voltron Force was the second season of the original Voltron. Yes. No, they, they had... No, they went with, like, kids in it or whatever. It's been about three or four years since... Since the last one. Yeah. And it was pretty good. Voltron's got it a didn't last very long at all. No. I think isn't, is, doesn't the new one address the uh, the problem with Voltron, like, right at the beginning, which is you got all these super smart people, and there's actually there's a genius kid... And that kid, like 60 episodes in, should have went, hey guys, guys, hey wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. Let's just form the lion. No, Pidge, we have to fight as the lions first. No, form the robot. Let's just form, form the Voltron. big robot. But let's, then, just, but then, let's just form the robot. No, Pidge, no, that's, that's not what we're Just leave them together. Let's let the robies destroy a whole bunch of buildings, put people's lives in danger. We all fight them as five lions, and then I decide, as the leader, when we form Voltron. <laughs> then we get our ass kicked as Voltron... And then we do the sword, and then we kill it. Just do the sword now. It's my problem with Pacific Rim. 90 minutes of film, and in the end, they're like, hey, there's a sword on his arm. Fuck, we win! What? Just start with that. There's no reason not to use it. Because you got a gun, and a gun's better. 
But it didn't work. So gun, just gun beats sword. Gun beats sword always. Have you ever heard? But the sword, took, sword, the sword to took, less, took the sword less, took less than six yeah. seconds. But you gotta get close. And we saw what they were close the whole time. Don't they never used the sword until the end. Don't you remember Indiana Jones? Yeah. Yes, and in Indiana Jones, it made sense because he uses the gun all the time. He doesn't sit there and go, "Hey, there's all these guys They're over there." I got a gun. Well, here's the thing. Hold on. Indiana Jones never stops and goes, I'm going to use my whip to just start whipping them over and over <laughs> again and not use the pistol that's at my hip. He never does that. He takes out the pistol and he starts trying to shoot at people. And, which will and when he runs out of bullets, then he uses the, the whip. whip. If he has to cross something, he uses the whip. If he has to bring Marion close to him so she can start macking on her, he uses the whip. He never <laughs> uses the whip in place of the gun or the machete or anything else, weapons that he has that make sense at the time. If Short Round gets in, out of hand, he uses even the whip. If, oh God. Even in, in Temple of Doom, when the guy comes up, he grows for the gun, and he doesn't have it. Right. And he has to use the whip or whatever to, to stop the thuggy guard. Which, you know... Well, to be fair, Gypsy Danger didn't have the swords originally, when she was first built. Uh, Striker Eureka did have swords and used them. Had the two blades that switched out from the sides. And for most of that battle, they did use the giant shipping ship. The, the cargo ship as No, because they a, used, they used this blade bat. at the Look. end. And I was like, why didn't you just do that from the start? At the, he end, was of the, at the end of the Hong Kong battle. No, he doesn't use it at the very end of the film, doesn't he? Yeah. I thought it pops out at the end of the film. Yeah. At the end, they send Gypsy down into the... Yeah, Gypsy goes down. And then they do the self-destruct. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, even then, I mean, even if it's in the Hong Kong battle, he's got it the whole time. Just use that. Because they, used, they were using a cargo ship. Wait, wait, yeah, has, so, so they destroy more like, Wait, yeah, so they, what, but they use it to destroy a hell of a lot more buildings, too. Yeah. Right. And then just ending the battle in the water by having the blade come out and kill both of those kaiju immediately. I have a segue. <laughs> Congratulations. Like Nobody uses those anymore. I know. But Nobody uses those hoverboards anymore, though, anymore. Either. The hoverboards. Hover. Yeah. Because the batteries are the exploding. Yeah. ones? Well, no one uses the Galaxy Note. <laughs> no, they still use it. They just use it on airplanes. Um, so, you know how Gypsy has the, the, the sword that comes out of her fist? Iron Fist had a new trailer this week. Yeah, I'm excited. That was worthless. <laughs> it would have worked better. <laughs> Never mind. So anyway, the the trailer is worthless, or they came out. Like, no, I have no idea what the hell. That segue was, was bad. Well, that and, was... and those trailer, the Power Rangers trailer and the Iron Fist trailer came out the same day. And, and I saw the, the Power Rangers. I yeah. saw the Power Rangers trailer in the morning. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. Uh, and, you know. power f- and then yeah, I was like, fist. but where's Iron Fist? I know that panel is happening today. And then at the end of the night, I was like. Holy crap, that looks cool. I purposely waited to see any Iron Fist things until after Luke Cage, just in case. Yeah. I was kind of hoping they do a little teaser at the end of uh, the Luke Cage season, like in the last episode. I thought that they would, but then but the way it ended, yeah, it didn't. It wouldn't have made sense. No, because well, no, remember at the end of Jessica Jones, they did that little teaser where he, they, oh. the, the, where he gets shot up with the bullets at the gym, right? And then he's like, "I'm really tired of getting new clothes." And just like just something like that, yeah. But I'm okay. I thought the effect was really cool for the power. Yes. When his hand and fist start glowing up his arm, like that was really solid. I I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of like that they didn't show a lot, but they gave us enough. Especially when you're like, oh, okay, here's the stuff in Kunlun. The uh, I think we know the story. Yeah, the, the, the Asian drug lord. But from that that was, comes back. That was what was really cool though. Also, is that. Unlike Doctor Strange, where they're kind of already giving you everything, uh, everything of how he gets his powers or why he gets his powers, Iron Fist, they haven't really told you anything yet. You see that he has powers. You know that he is, you know, in the the, the Himalayans, yeah. or 
Yeah. Himalayas. 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 Live there. <laughs> yeah, Himalayas. Um, but, you know, you, so you know that there's going to be some kind of mystical yeah. you know, sense to it. Yeah. Well, for both. I mean, if you know their backstory, then... Even Doctor Strange, you're just watching it going, yeah, I know all this. Yeah. And the Iron Fist, you got here, 12 I know he's episodes the ancient, to get ancient, to the Iron the, the ancient one, and that he's going to be, you know, he has the accident, and his hands are screwed up, and he has to learn a new power. And Do you think that Marvel has day. purposely put Iron Fist, they, they purposely scheduled Iron Fist to be after Doctor Strange like that? It was in their original, uh, oh, for the timing for that, I don't know. It was in their original lineup that it was always going to be the last show before Defenders. No, I knew that, but I mean, I'm just, the timing after Doctor well, I Strange. I don't think they care. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't again, think that matters that TV, too much. Their TV and the movies are separate. I don't, cause I don't think there's going to be, any, like, almost anything in either show that's really going to... I No, I don't think there's going to be anything that's going to play together or time, but... You just now with with Doctor Strange, you're going to get to understand. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they. I'm sure it was nice that they kind of have. Well, but see, you'll Doctor get Strange to... is this year, but then Iron Fist is next year, so it's not really super close. Well, they're they're, they're the two Marvel, the, the two closest Marvel things to each other. You have you have Doctor sure. Strange, then you have Iron Fist, then Guardians. Right, at the beginning of the year, right? But I mean, I what, like what, I, what I'm basically meaning about it is that. Doctor Strange is our real introduction to the, the mystical, mystical part of Marvel, and it's going to be able to explain it a little bit deeper than what Iron Fist would be able to. I don't know. And to a much broader audience. I think you already have that introduction from yeah. Loki. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I would I say... Mean, Thor and Loki is going to do the same thing. I mean, they, they talk about magic and mysticism and, you know, teleporting doors and this other type of science. I mean, there's fantastical science in it already. That's yeah. well far beyond. Like a robot suit, you kind of look at and go, "Yeah, I could see us doing that in the next twenty years." Sure. But teleporting to another galaxy, no, not going to happen. Right. But they introduced it anyway. I mean, they've gotten some of those elements that are in there. If it was going to be really heavily tied together, I think they would have. Their origin, made their origins sound very much the same. Yes. Well, I just, Iron I just, Doctor Strange origins are very much the same. Like, hey, go find a mountain. Right. Okay. And there's one person finds a cave, and the other one finds a city. There you go. go. But I, I just been more along the lines of, you, know, like you have that introduction to, a really I, introduction I really to don't the, think Iron Fist is going to spend more than two episodes in Kung Lu. I don't think they'll spend, I, I, well, they'll probably do what they've done with the rest of them is, you'll start out in New York, he'll start out with the whole, you know, going so through it, and then you'll, through, yes. It'll be backflashes. It'll be, yes. Backflashes? Backflashes? Backflashes. If it was more deliberate, they would have come out at the same time. And Luke Cage would have been earlier because they did the Daredevil season two. As a because yeah, if you think about that, if you think about Doctor Strange should be coming out on DVD about the same time as Iron Fist comes out. Yeah, yeah but you also remember Iron Fist was never originally scheduled there. Daredevil, Daredevil season two. Daredevil, Daredevil season two push everything sure. back. So. so it's. I just thought it was. It's a nice little coincidence I, that they're it, coming it, out about the I, same. I, I'm yeah, but I doubt. I doubt Jeff Loeb is talking to. Paul Feige, uh, Kevin Feige, okay. at any point, Kevin and then going, hey, <laughs> no one's talking to Paul Feige now. Nobody's talking to Paul Feige anymore. I don't know, this is coming here, oh, okay, let's do it. I don't think they're really doing anything other than Kevin Feige saying, this is the schedule, and then Jeff Lowe, in terms of TV, can look at it and go, let's make a completely worthless episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that, quote-unquote, ties in to the <laughs> film by having a single line in it. Well, what do you think about Haley Atwell coming back to... Brand uh, movie? Fuck. That's cool. To to Agent Carter. Yeah, they're 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 never gonna do another live action series. No, but I mean she's gonna. She's she's got she's got her police procedural, and that will go. I I just like the fact that they're. I think that'll be canceled this year. I I think so too. Yeah, it looks it looks. I yeah. She looks amazing. I love her. She's I, I thought the same things about like Hawaii Five O. No, I have a, all that, that, stuff. that kind of CBS so, stuff just blows. I mean that 
and, and it blows up. That that bully, the the one to the NCIS. I was like, that that won't last. Police yeah. procedurals are cheap, and they're. You know, I when I watched this, but here's the thing: when I saw that trailer, I said, "There's not enough there for sixty year olds to like." The reason that these other shows oh. exist, it's that that's the demographic they're looking for they're chasing. Replaceable, replaceable. They're chasing. You know, they're chasing that. Right my dad loves NCIS. My parents are addicted to NCIS. My mother watches NCIS for or Leeds, which is absolutely terrible. And the the show that. Uh, whoever the actor that NCIS left, he's doing a, a show where he's a, a jury profiler. Number one new show of the season. Uh, Huge ratings. Bowl or whatever. No, no, no. You're, 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 I, I, I like what, Once you said 60 year olds, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And it's all the, the, shows, so. it, what is Haley Atwell's show on? Is it on ABC? ABC. ABC. Yeah, that's never it, It's replacing Castle. It's, it's the it's same time as Castle was. It, it, it's the replacement for it, um, but they also have they have some procedurals that work. They have How to Get Away with Murder, which is one of the biggest shows on. Yeah, TV. How to Get Away with Murder is something different because one, it looks a lot smarter than that. Sure. And two, that zygist of the African American mm-hmm. viewer keeps that show on the air. No, no, I. I and Chandra you. Rhimes is a part of it. Yes. Chandra, I mean, she's had shows that absolutely suck balls uh-huh. that have existed for a decade. Yeah. If you watch Grey's Anatomy now, and you watch Grey's Anatomy ten years ago. It's the same thing, except half the characters are dead because they all got cancer sure. or whatever. Mick Cancer or whatever. Mick Cancer. L Cancer. L Cancer. Mick Cancer. There's Mick Steamy, Mick Dreamy, Mick Deamy, Mick Steamy, Mick Dopey, Mick Bosch, Mick Bashful, Mick Sleepy. So anyways. Um, so, no, I could, I could honestly see that this show being canceled okay. by, by January and them ordering a new Agent Carter series. I don't think they'll ever do another Agent Carter I think they will. I don't think so because I don't think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to get out of this season. I don't know. What's, there, what's the ratings like? That's why I don't think it's going to get out of this season. Nobody is talking about that no, show. No, no one's I talking about it. I, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's 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 found its you know million plus that will stick with the show, and that's about you know. But uh, that show's way too expensive for a million plus. Sure. Again, this is a show. It's second season, third season, second season, whatever. The season that it had where Agent Carter was in the middle. Agent Shield is great. It this has is three its point. fourth season. Yeah. So, but no, whatever season that Agent Carter was in the middle. So, was it second season? They did second and third. Okay. So, second season, Agent Shield averaged three point one million viewers, and ABC said it was fine. Agent Carter averaged two point eight million viewers in eight weeks, mm-hmm. and they wanted to cancel it after the first season. No, yeah, I, I and that's, you're telling me three point one billion viewers is fine. Last I'm season. telling you, ABC doesn't think so. Last season averaged about 3 million viewers an episode. That's about where they're at. Yeah. So. It'll be interesting to see what your averages for the first two episodes. Do you remember when... Oh, yeah, I, I do have them. So do you remember when 3 million was... The ghost game? episode from September 20th, 2016. The premiere episode. Uh, 3.44 million. And then episode 2 was 2.95 million. You lost half a million viewers in one There minute. was the... That was the night of the debate. It does meet, not matter. Meet the new boss is the episode title. Yeah. Does uh, not matter. You're still losing half a million viewers from yeah, your they, premiere. These are these are cited uh, from TV by the numbers, by the way. So that's not just Wikipedia. That is uh, right. I'm giving you a citation. No, no, no. But I'm saying that the second week was the night of the debate. It doesn't matter. It's still on. All right. No, and no, on no. the East Coast, it was, and on the West Coast, it's on at its regular time. Sure. Um, and then looks like there is a skip week. So yeah. October 11th is the next episode. Yes. So they didn't line up another one for the debate. No, no, they did. They they didn't line up for the uh, last week. Was the oh, was yeah. the vice president debate right, right? And on Monday or whatever it was. So that, that's uh, that's so it looks like it's holding steady to last year's numbers averages by the look of it. But that could yeah. Change. When you see that bump in the season premiere and then you lose it immediately, 
This thing, like, how long are you going to well, go? Well, yeah, Ghost Rider was the hook, though. For yeah, and, and already half the people were like, eh, I don't want to see this. Mm. How far are you going to go with a show that's really expensive? I don't care that Marvel's behind it. Sure. Especially when you're seeing the success that they have on Netflix. And doing, hey, we can do 12 episodes and make just as much money as we would in an entire season of Agents of mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. because we get cost so damn much. And I can see... I can see, but it'll be it'll depend on something like Legion. Oh, which Legion's is the next thing we're going to talk about. Yeah, I don't think Legion's going to last either. Legion is an interesting idea, especially if it uses all of the... You know, they announced that, that Xavier will be a part of it. Which is going to be very interesting how they're going to yeah, do this. Yeah, I, I assume Legion is about his son, Legion. Yeah, it's about David, David Heller. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Xavier will be a part of it. The X-Men will be a part of it. Which is really weird because I just think this, is, this is where Marvel and Fox have kind of had to reach an agreement because Marvel owns all rights to any TV shows. For the X-Men. For the X-Men, for anything. For all of the Marvel characters, they own all of the TV rights. So to get them, and Fox has been wanting to do... Not only Legion, but they want to do a couple others, uh, you know, because they want to do New Mutants or something else. Well, this is where I said this is why every anyone who says that Marvel is interested in getting X Men back, this is my biggest piece of evidence that say no, they're not, because they're allowing Fox to do this. Whatever agreement they've reached, they're perfectly fine with Fox putting an X Men related TV series on air. Well, see, I think it's Marvel doing it with on a, but it has to be on a Fox network. Yeah. So. That's but I mean Marvel Studios is doing it on a Fox network, not Fox doing it on you know through Marvel. Again, they, but that's not it's still not Marvel's. No, it is. Marvel owns the rights to TV. Yeah, they own the rights, but they're not producing it. I think they are. I think Fox is. Uh, I'm surprised. So Ash is probably looking it up right now, but I'm I'm taking yeah, he's looking at porn. <laughs> um, porn is Sebastian knows like numbers and stuff. So was it, did Legion interest you? As an X-Men fan, it kind of does, but Legion was never a very interesting character to me. I mean, Marvel's... Um, the X-Men TV shows, other than the, the animated ones, have never really done well. Well, you had one. There were two, weren't there? What's the other one? It was the one in the 90s. There was a new music. Yeah, there was a Generation, a Generation X. X. Generation X. And that was it. But I thought there was another one. That was one failed miserably because it wasn't Generation X. No, it was... That was if you ever gone back and watched it... Yeah, but it's the 90s. Yeah. You had a Birds of Prey show on CW when it first started, too, and it was mm-hmm. terrible. I liked it, show. I know you didn't. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. You like a lot of bad TV. Um, so I know you don't really care about that. I, I have an article that I'm going through to try and... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. While, so you're doing it, while, you, when, while you're doing that... No, no, no let's, just, let's just be quiet while you're um, No, no, let's just be quiet. <laughs> the other... Some, no, wait, put some pressure on. Come on, Okay, so I don't want to have... The, so... I know you don't like the the, the um, Avengers TV or, or cartoon, the animated show, the Avengers one, the uh, Avengers Assembled, which now has become um, Avengers cutscenes and Avengers no Avengers all, uh, Ultron. No, that's what it is. It's Avengers non-static movement. It's Avengers <laughs> changing the way the screen looks. And then now it's going to be Avengers Secret Wars, and then that's where Haley Atwell is going to play Agent Carter in it for a couple episodes. Do you have any interest going back to watching any of the nope. animated shows? Nope. Does the new Spider-Man nope. 2017 nope. show? Nope. I, is it the same team who's been working on Ultimate? I don't know. Is it, if it is, I'm, I'm down. I, I, I like Ultimate. I like Ultimate. The, the, uh, the, the Spider-Verse stuff that they did. That was really good. I've got, yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, even yeah. before the team and that was doing Ultimate was They awesome. just started Spider-Slayer this weekend, which is going to be basically the Clone Wars. Oh, nice, nice. 
Yeah. Yeah, I loved all of the I, Spider-Man. Spider-Gwen. Anime, so even, the, even the Marvel stuff, uh, Earth's Mightiest yeah. and Avengers Assemble were great. So I'm, I'm Well, Earth's Mightiest is a different... See, this is where this whole started. Earth's Mightiest is from a completely different team. Sure, sure. That was film Roman. Uh, and then Marvel's the like, hey, we want to just make our own, so you guys are done. And although we have a successful show, we're just going to scrap it because we need more money. So Somehow. Yeah. Disney, Disney buying us for $4 billion. That wasn't enough. We want to make sure that everything's in-house. I understand it. That's why Disney is getting rid of something that makes sense in Disneyland and replacing it with something that makes absolutely zero sense. And, yeah. But <laughs> I watched not, that first season. You're not season. bitter about that, are you? It's not. I, I don't care one way or the other. You don't but write I know that a lot anyways. of people that are angry about it. It's more of looking at it and going... You're taking In second. terms of... Well, no. In terms of the... the and again, okay, so for the I, park. Is... The easiest thing you could have done was just remove any reference to the Twilight Zone. Yes. And you don't have to pay CBS anymore. You change it into the Hollywood that's basically Tower. What, that's basically by the sound of it what exactly happened. Was just, well, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. It's They decided they don't want to pay CBS a check every year uh-huh. to use the Twilight Zone name. From the people I know that have been through it, and Sebastian can tell me if I'm wrong or not, there's barely anything in it that has anything to do with the Twilight Zone. Okay, so it references the... the, the Story and the theming is Twilight Zone. There are little like a, but it's not based on an episode. No, it's a completely no. original. So story. in that case, if but you just remove the Twilight Zone stuff. You don't have to pay CBS anymore. You can continue the ride. They still are paying them. They're the one in in Orlando staying and the one in Paris I, is right. Staying. The one in Orlando staying because you can't change. You can't change it. You can't change it. Right uh, at the moment, Universal uh, because of the recent change in the ownership of the Marvel properties for theme parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, in perpetuity, currently, unless something changes, Universal owns the East Coast rights to, right. to that, which is why Marvel, that's why Disney's gone, well, we can put Guardians in, and it, you know, we own but Guardians. But even then, if they wanted to, separate. they could just remove the Twilight Zone stuff. Right, sure, but it's sure. also, but it's also, they're keeping the one in Paris. Uh, yeah, Disney and they're keeping the one in, uh, they're keeping the I one would in not Florida. be, I would not be surprised if those two remove the Twilight Zone part from them and just make it the Hollywood Tower of Terror. Sure. And you get rid of Rod Serling's voice and the music, and you have nothing because it's not based on an episode. It's not Rod Serling. It's, not Rod Strilling, yeah. it's, it's a it's a it's a voice actor no, doing, a, doing a really good Rod Serling. Yeah, too. yeah, it's obviously supposed to be intimating. Himself. Yeah, no, so, it's, it's yeah, really right. good. So, okay, so here we go. Uh, Fox does own the movie rights, but uh, nobody has any concrete answers as to who owns exactly the TV rights for X Men. But Fox needs Marvel's permission to greenlight anything that is based on the X Men characters. So by the sound of it, it looks like it is more of a, like, we want to do a show, yes or no. So yeah, then is it sounds like Fox is actually producing it, then. They yeah. are, yeah. Disney, Marvel has nothing to do with it. They just need they just need the sign-off that it is okay to do one. But they are producing Hellfire and Legion. So that, to me... And both of those are on that, FX, aren't they? Uh, this article isn't saying... Legion's, I think, on Fox. Just that, I thought they said just that, that, just that those two shows are the ones that Fox is planning that because they have gotten the go-ahead from Marvel. Yeah, and to me, that... Uh, and according to this, I they think also... I my point. Marvel has no interest in reacquiring the X-Men franchise. And uh, they also cite a Nerdist podcast interview with Chris Claremont, who has said uh, that... That the X department oh, that's not gonna that the X that the X department is forbidden from creating new characters. Yeah, but that's Claremont. I've, Claremont has nothing to do with Marvel, so I don't. Think and really any new here. characters that are created immediately become the property of Fox. Yes, yeah, not Legion on FX. Yeah. No. Okay. 
So yeah, that is uh, so that any is, new any, any new Marvel char- character any new X Men characters created by the X department at Marvel is immediately owned by Fox. Wow, that they really screwed themselves on that deal. Well, it, it well they did screw themselves on that deal at the time. The Duke they you have to, to get over yeah, you, out of you need to know that like that the story of Marvel in the nineties was they were if if they didn't do what they did selling right. all these rights there would be no Marvel comics anymore. No, no, I, I get that. Yeah. And I understand. I know that. But now, when you look at it now, it's like sure, it's and you know, you know, I mean, hindsight even, is always twenty twenty. Sure. Look at how Iron Man was such a huge gamble for them, right? I mean, we, hindsight's twenty twenty, and you look at it, and go, oh, Iron Man was a success. Of course, they could have done this with the X Men. You don't know, right? You know, they didn't make X Men. They didn't make X Two. They didn't. You know, well, you look back and you see the two properties that led to. What we've seen now, and a lot of people will say Blade, but Blade so many people didn't know that Blade was a comic book. Blade and Spider-Man and, and, and X-Men were obviously comic books. Those were two of the biggest comic sure. books in the country for a decade, and you made films based on them, and they were huge. Sony and Fox. Marvel had nothing to do with them. They were developed well, there was no Marvel. I mean, Does it? There, Kevin Feige was, a, was an associate producer yeah. on, on the first X-Men movie. He, right. Matter of fact, he was he on was the one that convinced the, Marvel to be able to do... To, in a way, find fan- financing to make a movie that they controlled themselves. Mm-hmm. They still had to find somebody else to, to distribute it. They still needed money from all over these different places. And none of the money really made it back to Marvel. Right. Once Disney bought them, they're like, no, no, no. We're Disney. We'll we got enough money. We'll just do it. Yeah. We're going to pay for it. You Disney make the movie, yeah. we'll distribute it. And they're, they pay, well, they paid for the creation of Marvel Studios, for okay. all intents and purposes. So, it, it's a terrible deal in hindsight, but at the time... Selling Spider-Man and selling X-Men, that was that's the reason Marvel Comics still exists. Well, that's the only way that they weren't owned. Ever been it wasn't made like too. it wasn't like DC. DC was owned by Time Warner. Right. Right. You know, they were owned by Warner Brothers, Time Warner, whatever you wanted to call it. They produce a movie and it bombs. Okay, well, we'll just shift some money over from this gigantic sure. multimedia conglomerate that exists throughout the globe that makes six billion dollars a year. They still survive. Marvel was a self. Was a a self-sustaining publishing firm Mm -hmm. that was that went into bankruptcy, got bought by a toy company, and then eventually got enough money that they bought out the toy company that bought them. Yeah, I mean their 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 financial story is fascinating, and part of the way they did it is they sold all these rights and they got some of the money back from it and they used it in order to push some of their comics. But they also understood they watched the Batman effect in nineteen eighty eight eighty nine, where it had absolutely nothing. It didn't affect the, the publishing industry at all. Right. People who went to see Batman was like, oh yeah, I know that. That's that Adam West movie, the TV show that we watched 20 years ago. Oh, this was this isn't too bad. This is cool. Oh, it's based on a comic? Yeah, I don't care. Speaking of Adam West, what do you think of uh, him... Uh, what was it he said that he wanted to do a Gran Turismo yeah, type? Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess at New York Comic Con he said he wanted to do Batman in the style of Gran Torino, which sounds hilarious. <laughs> Get off my lawn. But... In spite of that, we've got uh, Return of the Cape Crusader coming out yes. on the 10th, and that's very, very exciting. It's Julie Newmar, it's Adam West and Burt Ward back. The only good Catwoman is Julie Newmar. <laughs> Why doesn't Batman dance anymore? And I, all of those Simpsons jokes uh, seem wildly, wildly strange now. Like, <laughs> what? Adam West is still Batman. I don't understand, Dad. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, and I'm excited. And they also announced that William Shatner will be playing the 66 version of Two-Face in the sequel animated movie for Return of the Cape Crusader, which means that, I mean, it's in theaters now for the weekend, which means Wouldn't they... Wouldn't supposed to be somebody else? 
I don't know. They, they made their big announcement at New York Comic Con that it was. I thought that was something like like the Two Face that was was it Two Face right? Yeah, that was supposed to be in a TV series. Wasn't it supposed to be some big game actor? Oh, that he was originally supposed to make an appearance there, but I don't know who it was. Was it? Was it De Niro or something? But they did the Harlan Ellison uh, story as a comic recently. Yeah. No, I know they did that. I'm trying to remember. I thought I thought Sebastian said something about it. So the idea that the, it was some big name it was like Robert De Niro. I was like, I don't understand why he didn't do it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Bobby De Niro is not going. Hey, you know, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. Yeah, but Bobby cartoon. De Niro is not. Oh, oh, you talking about doing it as the cartoon? Yeah, like doing it now. Like, I thought like, you made it. Whoever the was supposed show. to play, it was like it's like Eggman who was supposed to be somebody or whatever. You know, well, uh, Egghead, Egghead was Vincent Price. Yeah, so if Vincent Price was still alive, you would have used Vincent Price if you right. the the cartoon version. So this actor was slated to play. Was it Billy D. Williams? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I wanted to do Batman. It's amazing that Billy D. Williams got changed into Tommy Lee Jones. See, Billy D. He D got, lines, wait, D rhymes with Lee, so they just got confused. He uh, got a big check when they yeah. didn't uh, bring him back for that movie. And I used it on Colt 45. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I spent it on. Not yeah. the same thing playing when Shatter, I showed it. Playing, uh, playing Two-Face. I'm kind of excited. He's, he's the perfect he's the perfect guy who could ham it up and For be 60s, part of that oh, yeah. 60s back. I kind of wish Two-Face would be Mark Wahlberg. Kind of flipped that animation down. <laughs> I got two faces. You got one face. Your Batman face. I got two faces. What do you think of Mark Hamill joining TMNT? Who's he playing? Cavascos. Uh, um, hmm. Has there been a new one? No, it's, there wasn't one last October, week. It's next week. Okay, so they had two episodes. Here we go. And in fact, I did find it because I do remember we did have this conversation. Clint Eastwood was in that's the, what it was. Was, was, was in the running to be Two Face in the '60s television show. That's what it was. Wow. So it, yeah. So I said, like, why? Why wouldn't Clint Eastwood do it now? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe he's too busy winning Oscars. Well, he was good enough to do it then. He didn't have two director Oscars and two Best Picture Oscars. So let's calm down. But, but that is our six degrees of Grand Torino. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, uh, Mark, Mark Hamill is going to be doing a Get voice of Cavascus uh, the Dragon <laughs> in uh, TMNT coming up this year. Well, I mean, he doesn't have any lines in Star Wars, so... I'd love to see Star Wars 8. He has no lines. <laughs> it's just him training Ray by like pointing at stuff and moving <laughs> using the Force, and that's it. He's got zero lines in <laughs> He, he burns. He never his, has. He a, burns his instructions on rocks. So he never has another line in Star Wars. It's just the whole thing is sign language, <laughs> and it gives you subtitles. It'll be really weird though, because he, you know, as he's gotten older, his voice has become more badassly grizzled. But he doesn't sound like Luke Skywalker anymore. No, everything so you'll hear him is the it'll, Joker. It's but like, at least, I mean, since he uses natural voices as Luke Skywalker, in terms of aging, because he would have aged, so it would have been the same person. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the same same sort of thing. That's why you can understand You can understand exactly what Han Solo says in Episode Four, and then you get to Episode Seven. It's like, it's like, all right, Carrie Fisher, you know, in Episode Four. I need you to pull my X-wing out. Sounds nice and sensual, and in Episode Seven, she sounds like a groggy old. Well, the backstory for Episode Seven is she did a lot of space cocaine. Space coke. Yeah, she still have her coke finger. <laughs> no, that was just you know they incorporated it into. And after you pull the X-wing out of the bog, I'm gonna need you to fetch some other things out from that cave over there. It's a cave of wonders. So, anything else at uh, New York Comic Con that really caught your attention? Uh, they did that 
really, really tiny, tiny teaser for War for the Planet of the Apes. Yes. But I'm so excited. It's uh, one of the few remakes that I stand behind fully because those two other movies are awesome. Except for they have the titles re- reversed. Those bizarre, yeah. Except for the bizarre title name. <laughs> the title At least this is, this is the least ambiguous title so far. Yeah, War, it's like, okay, I can see that coming after War for the Planet of the Apes, it makes sense. Dawn and Rise, like, kind of interchangeable... <laughs> But not really, but kind of. It, it, we've had this but debate a long time. <laughs> but it's also, I'm sure nobody expected to get a sequel either. Like, this is a total gamble. We're, we're, but you knew you're at the beginning, so it should be the dawn. <laughs> yeah, but if they never got a, but if they never got a sequel, and you just led right into the original Planet of Apes, which is something they still talk about how they intended to be, then it would just be you watch Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and then you just jump into the original Planet of the Apes, and you boom, you got your you got your two. Hey, but then they all, I just want them to like blow up a building and just have one of the apes go, "You blew it up, <laughs> damn you!" They, they blew up their <laughs> the, the the humans blow up their home tree in yeah. the forest, and just sees her. Damn you! <laughs> and you know, Mark Wahlberg's was still a great one. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's is interesting. I. I'm, Mark Wahlberg's I'm okay. joking about so, it. No, I, I understand the hate film, about it. The Tim Burton film, I'm glad it exists for one reason, and that's on the dock when I worked at Kohl's in the late 2000s, and we were discussing that movie, and I said, I, I enjoyed it when I first saw it. I saw it a second time, and I didn't enjoy it. And my friend Dale looks at me, and he says, you didn't like Ape Abraham Lincoln? And I fell on the floor laughing so hard. I couldn't control myself. And that is the least of that movie's problems, is the ending of that, <laughs> that movie. Is no, I, I don't care about the ending. The fact that he uses the word Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. I was done. Which I, is... I said, you know what? I'm glad this movie exists. It could have been the worst movie I've ever seen, and I'm glad it exists, because that joke was brilliant. Which is a, which is partially from a, a Clerks comic. And there was a... Kevin Smith was like, I wrote a Clerks comic that has like this exact joke of an ape Abraham Lincoln... That was Planet of the Apes, where where it's <laughs> and it's just and he's like, this is really familiar to me. I'm actually shocked they haven't reprinted those. I know, right? Oh, they did the TV show on DVD a while ago. Oh, that TV show, that I just so good. I just the, started yeah, watching. The, the it redeeming again. features of Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes is one, the ending, because that's actually the ending from the books, very loosely, and two, just Rick Baker's makeup and all the great actors as oh, yeah. the apes. Oh yeah, no, the, ape, the apes were fine. The makeup is that, so good in that. The the story is just not it's bizarre. Good. But the what ever happened to the the blonde chick that was in there? She was in that. She was in the movie Driven with. with yeah, her. she was a model, and then she went back to being a model because she wasn't a very good actress. <laughs> okay, we got Paul Giamatti as a as a cheeky. Oh yeah, that was great. He was perfect. Michael Clark Duncan as the. Gorilla. That's the second greatest role. Uh, which is great. Eli Roth as a, as Thade as a chimp. Yeah, like, do that. Just like his like the ape freak out at the end is like damn they just method oh, actor sure. Yeah, that's like the only defining feature of that movie is like Garby. beautiful makeup. Paul will be carved. Can you believe that um, uh, Newark Comic Con is about ready to surpass Comic Con? Well, it's 181. 181,000. Here's the thing every year they announce those numbers, and every year people question them. Yeah, true. Sure. Because sure. They've, they've monkeyed around with their numbers before like in order to try to get up there. Yeah. Speaking of Planet of the Apes. Um, apes which are apes and, and not monkeys. Yeah. Um, I got relax. <laughs> all right, sir. Apes are not monkeys. <laughs> gigantic. But I, me and my friends were the ones that in, in college were like, everything's better with monkeys, and then all of a sudden this monkey explosion happens. Anything you do is better with monkeys or apes, whatever you want to use. It's also um, the other thing anyway. that grinds my gears is when people say orangutan. 
Orangutan? <laughs> no, there are no G's in Tang? Orangutan. Well, the first one. Again. Unless they're drinking some sort of beverage. Tang. tang. Unless they're drinking Tang. There's How come no, I can't get no tang? There's no G um, in the orangutan. New York Comic Con numbers. Uh, they've been caught monkeying those numbers before. Yes. Of basically tickets, tickets that are unsold, saying they sold them. And how many counting, people actually show up. Yeah, counting pros and all that stuff as paid attendees. Sure. And stuff around there. So 180, sure, it's probably the second biggest or third biggest in the country. It's a, it's a, yeah. It's a very I mean, it's a gigantic it's show. Regardless. It's an interesting show because it's probably the biggest show that's done in near freezing temperatures sometimes. Toy um, Fair when they first moved Toy Fair up yeah. to like yeah. February and I had friends that worked for Sideshow and they they went please don't do it in February oh my god it's like 10 degrees they did what, what did they do like Whedon Con or Fables Con or something like that like in Minnesota yeah. January yeah. and it was less than 20 degrees for the whole weekend like that's people aren't supposed to live I think like it was that. Fables I think it was Fables I thought it was a big Fables Con um so yeah, but it, it's a huge con. There's no denying that it's a huge con. Sure. New York has a big presence. I'm sorry, Marvel has a big Marvel, presence there yeah. because they've stayed in New York. So Marvel Publishing has a big presence there. They've actually how much they've really said this year. The, a lot of their publishing moved out here too because I think they're in Malibu now. A lot of it's in Malibu. The bulk of it is in New York because okay. Joe Quesada said they're not moving out of New York. Okay. As long as he's in a position of power at Marvel. He will not move out of New York. He's not going to move their publishing out of New York. That's where he wants to stay. Obviously, with, with modern technology, they're everywhere. They, yeah. they have an office here. DC had an office here. So yeah, Marvel DC has one down on, everything on Wilshire. So, and they also have one in Malibu. Yeah. So, they probably the still boo. have the Malibu offices from Malibu Comics that they bought. Yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> probably what it is. So they're still using those. It's that weird, that weird circle. Malibu Comics published image. Image used a whole bunch of people from Marvel Comics. Everyone from Image left Malibu. Malibu went into bankruptcy and Marvel bought them. It'll be interesting um, to see how long that sticks, though. See if the, how long they stay out there. Because DC made their entire move. Well, DC made their move because DC Publishing is closely tied to DC Entertainment. Right. And it's all Which is closely ways. tied to Warner Brothers. Well, that's... I mean, when they reorganized everything with... Um, um, Oh my goodness, who's the head of DC? The head of, head of Time Warner that I just forgot her name. Oh, dag nabbit. We apologize profusely. Yes. Chain Fonda. No. No. Um, it's a good joke because, you know, Ted Turner and Chain Fonda, he used to be the head of Time Warner. Oh, uh, wasn't He was the head of, uh, of, uh, the head of Turner. Turner, which got bought out by Time Warner. He used to. He also. Dory, folks, we'll cut this in post. Um, <laughs> he also owned Warner, a giant uh, swath of land. Diane Nelson. Diane Nelson. When yes. Diane Nelson re, uh, reorganized that whole thing and brought all that entertainment into one piece where they're supposed to be together, they wanted everybody in the same time zone, working at the same, you know, working in the same uh, kind of schedule. Sure, so, yes, sure. they brought everybody out here. The bulk of your publishing now is so different than it was yeah. even 30 years ago, where you had. Major writers had to live in the city. You know, major artists had to live in the city. The, the, you saw that start to break when Brian Michael Bendis was still all but, but you know, directing Marvel Comics in right. terms of the big books he was writing and lived in Oregon. Right. You know, all of that stuff went away as these artists and writers were able to move because of the internet. You're able to email your scripts. You're able to, you know, fax or now just send PDFs of your pages. Right. Everything's digital. But it's separated. You just have to mail it. I mean, uh, Darwin Cook, you talked about it at the last, you know, last time I saw him 
at a panel where he lived in Toronto because he was working in media. Yeah. He was working for, uh, uh, working in advertising and graphic design, which worked in Toronto because there were a lot of people that published in Toronto. A lot of magazines were based right. in Toronto because the printing presses were all up in Canada. When he wanted to work in comics, he moved to New York. Then he failed. He moved back to Toronto. And then he started sending out samples, and then someone get the sample. He had to go back to New York. Right. And then he moved to New York while he was working, and then he moved back to Toronto once he was able to afford to be able to FedEx everything. But you're always worried when you FedEx stuff or whatever, you mailed it, you thought the stuff was going to get lost mm-hmm. or things like that. Digital changes everything. So Marvel being in, in New York is their presidents are in New York. Casada's in New York. Uh, Axel Alonso will be in New York. The the main editors, editors will be yeah. In, yeah Tom DeFalco and those kind of guys will be in New York. But Dan Slott doesn't live in New York. No. I don't think. Um, Brian Michael Bendis still lives in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Greg Rucka lives out here. All these major talents. Matt Fraction lives out here. Well, he doesn't write for Marvel anymore, mm-hmm. but they all live out here because you don't need anything. I mean, well, but uh, but it's also as separated as Marvel is. Marvel because Marvel isn't like DC where everything's intertwined, like you were saying. Marvel Publishing is its own entity. Marvel Studios, yeah, that's, Marvel that's TV. That's part of the reason why they're different, right? All of Marvel's and I think Marvel filmed media is out here. I think Marvel will always the some form of their publishing will always stay in New York. Always is too strong a word because it, it, it's but a, as long as long as Cassad is there, they're not moving. As as much as Marvel embraces the the city of New York within their comics. But you've seen within that the structure change. of what New York. Yeah, but you've seen what? that change as they've as they've grown. Sure. I mean, they brought the Punisher to to L.A. for thirty odd issues or twenty odd issues. But but the more majority of their of their of their. Yeah, it, it's heart and soul is in New yes, York, where that's DC exactly was always built in Metropolis and Gotham and Central City. Right. You know, one of the I think the mistakes of the New Fifty Two was when they tried to start integrating real cities. Yes. Into this, you know, oh, the Arrow works in Seattle and Star City. No, just. Just stop it. Just, yeah. you know. Because then you can that, do whatever you want. You can't, in, in terms of, it's hard for Marvel to sit there and say, as many different types of technology that people have, how does New York City look exactly the same? Right. Whereas DC took the step in 2000 of making Metropolis a true city of the future mm-hmm. that was integrated with alien technology, which ended up being Brainiac. Um, spoilers. Uh, to, but as a city that doesn't exist, you can do that. Right. People don't have to recognize it. Gotham would be someone, as dark yeah, and gritty if as... You, if you pick up uh, a Marvel comic in New York and outside of the Avengers Tower and the Baxter Building, everything else looks different, which it should because right. our technology just falls to the planet every four days, then you look at it and go, well, this isn't New York. This yeah. is something different. So I, I think they'll... No, that's why I always appreciate yeah, fictional cities. Uh, yeah. Remember in uh, Birthright by Mark Wade... The way they made Metropolis look was crazy. They had little uh, little drones flying over the yeah. city, and well, they had they always had they tried you know they they had robots uh, everywhere. Like, yeah, the they always tomorrow. had like some type of dirigible, or you know they yeah. always did. They, Gotham, you know, was it Gotham? Yeah, Gotham was a North City. It had, yeah. it had you know they still used blimps and stuff like that. But yeah, no, I figure that's like it's like, well, it always amused me too when like the Marvel movies where Tony Stark will have like a clear acrylic piece of prop that's a cell phone, but everyone else is running around with iPhones and Samsung. Yeah. Well, Tony can afford it. Well, yeah, that was kind of... He's not sharing the technology. Remember, because at the beginning yeah. of it, that was Stark Tech. It used to say Stark Tech on yeah. it. But then, all of a sudden, oh, we need some... We're going to get some uh, extra endorsements, so now it's going to be a Samsung. Sure, or, sure. No, but even then, he still well, has, yeah, like... It's, it's, it's out of that sort of reality. Stark Tech would not be able to exist with the monetary uh, money that he would be using if you want to start throwing realistic terms in it. 
he would have to be a company that makes public product. Right. There's no way that he would not be in the cell phone market. There's no way that he would not be Stark in, in, in the... I mean, Matt Fraction's run is all about Stark as he loses the company and starts to build it back up, mm-hmm. building cars and cell phones and PDA device type sure. things and locating GPS and all that type of stuff because he needs the money back. And that's how he, that's how he got it, by being a public company. So what do you think of uh, DC's Two Sons? Peter's Mafia's on the book? Uh, yeah, so Super Sons, which is one of their last DC Rebirth books. It's the only one that's been, that was announced at the time. Peter Tomasi. But didn't have, well, we're getting to that. <laughs> but didn't have a, a creative team attached. Has lost its writer, who actually I can't remember who it was. Um, but it has been late. But now it's Peter Tomasi, which if you're reading Superman, is a great choice because he writes Jonathan Kent, uh, Clark and Lois's son, really, really well. And he also wrote Damien really well. He so. did write Damien very well. So yeah, it's returning to... Damien, who wrote he wrote um, uh, Batman and Robin, which dealt with Bruce and Damien in the New Fifty Two. So I think it's a logical choice. So any word of like a plot for it, uh, you know, or, or, awesome. Well, I mean, not 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 nothing specific. I mean, it's it's them as a as a it, kind of a, a new dynamic. Up? Yeah, it's them. They're about the same age, and so they'll be a new dynamic duo. Jonathan has his powers, but he doesn't have really control over them. Damien Damien's is a jerk. Damien's a jerk. Well, see, He's now head of the Teen Titans. A regular where, old odd couple, as they say. Yeah, that's where I was going to say is that it seems like a very odd couple to put together. I mean, it makes well, sense I mean, because it's Batman and Superman. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's the, the you know they're diametrically opposed characters. Yeah, so but it's also they, Damien isn't as bad as he once was. You're you know, he's alien. Accepted. You're a clone. Yeah, you know, he's he's, each other around. he's accepted. Well, he's not a clone. Um, he's accepted his responsibility. To a degree, but also understanding that he needs to be a leader rather than a a just a, a loose cannon. The We Are Robin Robin War, mm-hmm. he plays a big part in it of trying to get these Robins, these pretender Robins that he thinks are worthless, but he's the one that pulls them together in order to keep them fighting. Uh, he's a part of Teen Titans. Teen Titans sure. number one, he brings the team together and brings the team together in a terrible way by kidnapping them. Um, they basically said, you guys are going to be a team and I'm going to be your leader and we're going to go you know, stop the bad guys. So I think it, you'll see, see the same thing here. In the superhero dynamic, will Damien be more of the lead and Jonathan be more of the sidekick? I think he has to be. Even though Jonathan could kill him at any minute. Sure. And I think that's part of it too. Is I think you'll have some of you know, you can go one way or the other. You can go with Clark not knowing that he's doing anything mm-hmm. or Clark actually telling him, this kid will be good for you because you need to learn discipline. Because as... Tomasi writes Jonathan, it's he knows he has all these powers, but sometimes he forgets what powers work and what don't. Right. He's used his laser vision uh, to accidentally kill a being. Or kill a he, his he kills a he kills his cat. Um, in the most recent issue, he forgets that he can't fly. Yep. He becomes overwhelmed with rage and he goes after a flying monster, a flying dinosaur. Well, it's a flying dinosaur. It's a pterosaur, but... And he kind of just does a super leap. But yeah, he's like, and then when he falls know. off, he's like, oh yeah, I can't fly. I totally forgot, because he gets, you know... Sure, he gets worked he's up. Just, he's just worked up. in style, yeah. as Buzz Lightyear would say. Yeah. Oh, I finally got to play Midway Mania. Oh, yeah, good. Wait in line over an hour. That, that is a consistently insane line. This, well, it's even we, more insane, because when we went, Tower of Terror was closed. Yeah. They, so everyone's they, like, let's go. Through so, yeah, and so yeah. we walked back to the thing. I was like, oh, it's going to be so long. We're not going to do anything else tonight. I'm going on this ride. I'm taking Melissa on this ride. This is it. We're standing in line and we're doing it. We went two weeks ago and we were able to get onto uh, uh, 
Made by Mania. I never have any luck. It's, well, I, I mean, I get on. It was only like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, it's like an hour wait for me. Yeah, everything we've seen was 45 minutes or more. When the last time Sebastian, Sean, and I went, it was 45 minutes. We go there, it's 45 minutes, we turn and get like popcorn and a soda or something. Yeah. Turn around, the red's closed. <laughs> well, never mind. We, uh, we were there on Monday. Uh, the, was it US holiday that was, you know. Rosh Hashanah. Yes, Rosh Hashanah. And here's the amazing thing Rich thought no one else would think no, that. I didn't, idea. No, <laughs> no, I didn't think that. But we were well, we were getting ready to do Scream Especially and. since it's a holiday in a lot of schools. Yeah, well, so the kids, kids got off. But we were getting ready to scream and screaming had their line, you know, outside of their normal turnstile yeah. and all the way up like you're going Mom up. Mom And we so we stopped to get ice cream and by the time we got back that line was completely gone and we were able to just walk right you up. You know what line was insane? Excuse us, we talk about Disneyland. Uh, Astro Blasters. We really? walked over yeah, we walked over like oh, at ten thirty and the the chain all the way to the back past like the rock formation or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and down the it side. It goes into like that little alcove. It was like for forty five minutes belt. for oh, Astro God. Blasters. Wow! Are you kidding me? I can't stand Astro Blasters because they can't see where they're going. Maybe really, they suck at it. Yeah, you got to find your laser. Yeah, it's kind of like the Midway Mania. No, Midway Mania because basically Midway Mania has tracers, so you're firing, you're firing projectiles that you can follow where they're going. Sure. I can't do it with the other one. And Midway Mania, the because of my, my elbow, it, it wants to, it, no, by yeah. the time I get to the end of the ride, you got my arm is, y'all yet started. It's I could, I could so bad. Right all day, every day. Um, so, anything else from New York Comic Con, or just want to wrap it up? I don't know, did we see anything else? I think we covered kind of all the... Lots of people, made. Um, Sideshow had a couple things. Uh, they finally had there was, yeah, there was a lot their, of like toy reveals and stuff yeah, like they that. They had their but, they had the McQuarrie uh, Stormtrooper and Darth Vader. Yeah, they had reveal. that back. They had the uh, a bunch of stuff that we'll never find. They had the the painted version of the Awesome Bane premium format. Yes, it was at Comic Con. It was so nice. Um, Hasbro showed the next wave of Star Wars uh, Rogue One figures. Yep, for the yep. six inch, which looked pretty badass. Um, it we'll looks like we're getting the rest of the team. And yeah, I, would, I think you would. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because they show, they, they show those, and of course, the. Sigourney Weaver's Defender is Oh, that's, that was, thing, that's the other thing about Defender's villain, villain was mentioned as Sigourney Weaver. You don't Weaver. know who? Yesterday, but AMC I'm... had Aliens Marathon on. Okay. So I watched a lot of Aliens, and because basically yesterday, all I did was sit and watch TV and just flip channels. But Alien 4 was on at night. Man, is that one weird? That's yeah, a, it's Joss, she is so weird. That, that is that you know your beloved Joss Whedon. <laughs> Not my beloved Joss Whedon. I know that's yeah yes that was uh, that was a weird one. Um, so yeah, I wanted to ask you guys. We don't know who she's playing, but do you guys have any speculation? I'm that's a tough choose, one. I'm hoping she's just a new character. That, that's a that's a that's a tough one. Like I can't think of anyone like right off the bat that I go obviously this person. So it's one of those things like I haven't given much thought to. But I'm kind of with Chris, and I'm kind of hoping that it's like a completely new villain. Wouldn't it be nice though if it would be a completely new villain? I would Unless be I like, oh something. man, um, I would be very man. If it was a new villain, I'd be so intrigued by that. Just have but, but you're right. I can't think of anyone that fits within that Defenders type universe. Yeah, she's just listed as a quote significant but unspecified role. Yeah. So there's like there's a lot. That you could choose from, but it's like, oh man, who are they gonna? It's Sigourney Weaver too. It's like, who cares? It's Sigourney Weaver. She can yeah. be the one. Fine, that's awesome. Lady Hydra. Oh god, that'd be really weird. Wouldn't but, it? But well, I could still do, see it though. Like, yeah, well, she sure. could do. Um, I guess. Oh uh, goodness, who was who was who was Nick Fury's lover that ended up being a turncoat? 
it's like Victoria or something like that. I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I can see that too. She's got like the white strand in her hair. Yeah. No, they already did her in uh, um, Agents of Shield. Nah, first season, that's remember? Right. They announced the Justice League Dark animated movie, which they showed a little see, bit. See, that's, that's why Agents of Shield sucks. It's Victoria. Um... Oh, shit. I just, I just had this idea. Now I can think Troll of Victoria. Hunter's trailer. For oh, I can think it was Victoria Justice, and I know it's not Victoria Justice. <laughs> no, it's not Victoria Justice. Um, Guillermo del Toro's trailer for Troll Hunters, which looked kind of cool with Ron Perlman. Yes. Uh, is that Punisher? Um, I like that Punisher. Is that a... Well, it's, no, it's the Mezco 112. No. Oh. Um, collective figures. This is... There wasn't a lot of comic news announced. Yeah. But then again, you, yeah, they started shooting Punisher it. Season 1 has started shooting. Yes. And they said uh, Karen Page is going to make a cameo in the show. So. There's also, they were, there's going to be three other, or they said there are going to be three significant female uh, roles that are going to be in that one. Yeah. Uh, and that they were casting for it. One of them might even just be that they were, Karen Page is going to be in it, but they did announce. Uh, yeah. John Wick Two got its trailer. I'm super excited. That was the I other. I have to watch that first movie. I want to. Oh, see um, oh yeah. shit! Uh, what's his name? Um, that guy. He did that thing. No, I went and saw the uh, the Hall H panel for it. Um, he directed. Uh, he, he directed. Mm-hmm. Uh, According to IGN.com, Yaya Han brings cosplay to everyone at New York Comic Con. Yeah, there, there's a picture that... Uh, now it's a tag, so people will listen. Yeah, well, there, there's a picture that Ashley Eckstein put up from uh, her universe. with y- It's her, Yaya, and somebody else when they were getting ready to judge something. And Beth made a comment. She goes, this is how classy and how nice that you, know, you can tell that Ashley is. Yaya is sitting there, and her tits are hanging out everywhere. Ashley's kind of leaning over, and purposely has her, her jacket where she's covering herself up. Yes, that's because if you're standing next to Yaya's breasts, <laughs> you might as well not show yours. <laughs> All you're going to see is, wow, those are small. Um, what's his name? Who directed uh, Fifth Element? Luke Besson. Luke Besson. There was, uh, the, there was uh, I guess, another uh, panel for his new movie, um, which now I've just completely lost. Uh, Ass. No, it looks good. Ass. Something of a thousand planets. Um, Ass of a thousand planets. Shut up. <laughs> I, I totally just sound completely <laughs> moronic right now as I'm not re- remembering it. And I went and saw the damn thing. And Ass. I didn't see anything. I want the tick. That's the Amazon show that I'm excited for. So nothing about the tick. I want Which the tick got to... picked up for a whole season now. Oh, I want them to release. The pilot, the pilot aired. Yeah, well, because you had to vote, right? And so if it won, then I'm excited. They, they, yeah, it got it got picked up. Just want the animated. Give me a release of all of the animated. Which is weird because I, I I liked the tick a lot, but there was a lot I didn't like. But it was the one of all three of them that I thought had the but most potential. This is the one. This although th- I will say. The the everybody loves Dick with yes. with Kevin Bacon was also really good. Yes. So if that got picked, I would not have. Been I upset. have a feeling that all three of them are going to get picked up. That's fine. I didn't take the John Claude Van Damme one either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Tick did get picked up. Okay. And I what I like about this is that they can go way darker and yeah, like uh, the comics. Yes. It's like it's like the Mask, the Mask uh, movie versus the comics. Like those comics are grisly dark. Uh huh. And if they were to try that again, I would, I would be very intrigued. No, New York Comic Con, though, as a show, as we're wrapping things up, is a show that I definitely want to go to. It's I've always way. wanted to go to it at least once. Um, and I think that, I honestly feel, just from what I've seen and what I see coming out of it, is that 
the dynamic is is definitely an East Coast thing. Sure, sure. Opposed to to the to the SDCC, which is more of a West Coast. I mean, you know, it, it's it's the East Coast West Coast battle that back in the uh, the rap days. So we win. Basically, <laughs> we win. Well, I mean, Comic Con's gonna be. SDCC is always going to be... Well, hopefully nobody shoots Joe Quesada or <laughs> Jim Lee or something. No, but SDCC is always going to be the big one. But, you know, New York, Seattle... Nobody moves to LA. You know, Salt Lake, Chicago, those are always going to be big ones. I uh, New York now, to me, is the second biggest one. Yeah, and New York Comic Con has slowly gotten up there, so I've always wanted to go to see at least one New York Comic Con. But now that's the problem. Though really, is really hard. If I go to see if well, I, if I go to New York Comic Con, I'd want to go where I have enough time. You know, to also see the city. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to just go because when you go to San Diego, you're just. It's all about the con. And you go see the shipyards and stuff. You have time to go see like uh, the the LA. Uh, the San Diego Zoo, which uh, is only only if you take an extra day or two. Yeah, yeah, but if you're going for the con, you don't have unless you're going to give up some of your panels or some yeah. of your time on the floor, stuff like that. You're or I mean, even when now when we spend all you know five days there counting the preview night, we'll walk out going, I feel like I missed something. Yeah, yeah. You want, or I didn't I've see wanted, that. Or I always I wanted, especially for me, like my the big plan for me is like I'd always like to. I always enjoy like. You either leave after the con, or you get there like a day early. Yeah, and that's cool because then you get to like, oh, let's go to the zoo. Or I tell you what, being goes get all the delicious food they have down there. One of uh, somebody, a couple of people I know, live down there, and there's like the donut bar, which sounds awesome. Yeah, where they have all these like crazy, kooky, fancy donuts. So. Well, we stayed we stayed this year in San Diego and left on that Monday, okay. and we drove downtown to the gas and everything, and it's so sad. Oh, yeah, everybody's cleaning up. Because it's just... Because the it, nerds wreck the place. Yeah, it, it's just so sad how bad it is. Um, Chris, anything else from New York that you saw? Uh, anything else we can put tags for this uh, podcast <laughs> on? Let's see. <laughs> uh, we already said Tick and Yaya Han. Yes. Uh, Tick will have a version you of said, Punisher. You said, yes, they will, and I'm super excited about that. Yeah, they're doing uh, a Punisher parody on the new Tick series. Um, That'll be interesting. Uh, we Rogue One Toys, that's a tag. <laughs> uh, we talked about Batman. Uh, oh, there is a new uh, Batman Lego sets based on the movie. There we go. You got Lego as a tag. <laughs> uh, Kate Beckinsale. Oh, did you Underworld see the World trailer? Did you see the uh, Lego Superhero Girls? There uh, you go. Lego Superhero Girls is tag now. Did you see the play sets for them? They're pretty cool. Uh, I I've seen some pictures. They're cool. Yeah. Cool, because they're using like like the 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 like the princess, the friends, yes. style one. The, the Justice League Dark animated. And we, no, we, we didn't mention that. We mentioned that. We mentioned it real quick. Oh yeah. So there we go. You got a tag. Uh, Resident Evil is going to have another movie. So we mentioned that. Yeah, tag, that, that, that they're extra. That they're well, second did see, trailer. Did you see the Teenage Ninja Turtles and WWE figures? No, they're doing they're doing Teenage Ninja Turtles figures as WWE stars. Stuff as WWE stars. Well, because they did it. They they back made, in the they original... Made, Pop apparently is making... That's cool. Back in the original line, they did a stick. There's going to be Golden Girls Funko Vinyls. Oh, there you are. That's the album. Yeah. Have those been out? Oh, oh my. Yeah. Well, I know what I'm picking. Strawberry Shortcake ones. I just saw them out today, and they're scented. That's weird, but cool. <laughs> well, there you go. We got, we got Golden Girls and Strawberry Shortcake. Uh, yeah, because they did wrestling-type uh, figures back in the day. Yeah, they never did. I mean, these are basically... These are actually licensed ones. It's, yeah, it's John Cena, The Undertaker, Sting. Macho Man. And Sting. Sting. Yeah. 
So yeah, Wrath is Sting. Sting, yeah. Leonardo's run John Cena, Donatello's the Undertaker. John Cena. And Michelangelo's Macho Man, and that really makes sense. Yes, it does. And Ethan's gonna go nuts for that. In fact, <laughs> in fact I just got to, on IGN here, so Patrick Walburton will be the Punisher parody on the TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's gonna I was hoping they'd find there a role on him. For him. You'll basically just make him Brock Samson and you'll be fine. Yeah. Brock Samson. Oh, Forrest Whitaker got cast in Black Panther too. Oh. That was the one I wanted to mention because really? every African American actor in Hollywood has to be in a Black Panther film. Uh, I, yes, Forrest Whitaker has been cast in Black Panther. I'm not African American, and I would like to be in the Black Panther movie. <laughs> if you can't get Martin Freeman, you know what? I just he, wanna, he seems like he's about my height. I I'll just be Sebastian Stan. I think they got. I think they got Martin Freeman, so you're okay. Yeah. I, I just want to be Sebastian Stan. I'm cheaper than Martin so that way I get the you know my own version of the arm. There you go. Um, I can be uh, I can be guy in no but uh, taxi cab guy incognito. <laughs> <laughs> My name is guy incognito. Short guy in Uber car. Yeah, and a, a guy a guy who gets cell phones stolen or whatever. <laughs> you know, like like as a you know you gotta have that scene in the movie Stormtrooper number three where, where the hero is running and then they just grab the guy's cell phone. And that's what you need. Just that moment. Of like, <laughs> it's like oh, how's it going? Hey, my phone. And you know, Captain America's like. Nick Fury, we got it. And then when you find your phone to find my iPhone, then you know it's like I have Nick Fury's phone number. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's how. That, that's how. Uh, that, that's how Baron. So anyway, that's, that's how the Baron got his uh, start in Civil War, right? We're going to wrap things up on that note because you know Baron underpipe. I've got Baron Nick Fury. Underpipe. I think I think that's the tag for this episode. Is I got Nick Fury's phone number. I got Nick Fury's phone number. <laughs> so for uh, no, I got to wrap things up, don't I? <laughs> I was going to say, so for Chris and Ethan, was the Ethan's not even here. Nope. That's how weird Civil War is after rewatching it. It's not Baron Von Strucker in that movie, but nope. I thought it was. Nope. It's uh, Zemo. It's Baron Zemo. Yes. But I, I, I kept and he's wanting, not even a Baron I, in it. He's not even a Baron, but I kept Zemo's wanting to say right. Baron Von Strucker, but it's like, no, no, no. Yes. It's the other Baron. Too many Barons. No, there's Zemo Barons right. or they're Docs. Yes. <laughs> we wanted, I think, was I with you when we were talking about this? Uh, we wanted General Hospital. Oh, yeah. In the Marvel Universe with all the Doctors. Oh, God. So, Dr. Banner, Dr. Strange, Dr. Richards, Dr. Doom, um, uh, Dr. Dr. Pym. Dr. Pym. And it's just all, like, people coming like, Dr. Strange. I already said Dr. Strange. Doc, like, he's got a cardiac arrest. I'm more of a physicist (laughs) doctor, but if we want to go to... So, does the Marvel Universe all take place in a little child's snow globe? Yeah. uh, (laughs) They can call it St. Elsewhere. Doc Ock, Doc Ock. Yeah, I mean, almost everybody has degrees. You know, you know, David Cho has degrees. So you have Dr. Cho. That's hey, a different type of uh, Peter Parker has a degree. Yeah, Dr. Parker. He's got a, he's got a master's he's degree now. And it's all them not Wait, being how, the how same. How does he? Al's having a master's he's degree, being making a PhD. Or PhD. No, <laughs> um, well, hopefully, he would have both. <laughs> but the whole the whole thing would just be people coming in with life threatening. Diseases and whatever, and nobody can solve it. Yeah. They're just like, oh, Dr. Richards, this young boy has AIDS. I'm going to the negative zone. <laughs> Why see can't what's you cure AIDS? Mic- I'm going to the negative zone. Yes, but you can't cure AIDS. Let's see what's happening in the microverse. But the negative zone's over here. How can you go to the negative zone? <laughs> Maybe but a you can't has the cure for AIDS. Cure AIDS. Well, fine. Dr. Pim, can't you just shrink that tumor? Uh, it doesn't work that way. Why? Cause reasons. Send in the ants. Send in the ants. And now, of course, somebody's gonna make that show, and we're just gonna steal our idea. Why don't we just make it? 
It's uh, because we don't have any money. <laughs> copywriting, co- copyright, yeah. copyright. But we do it as a satire, and then we don't make any money. So anyways, on that note, we're going to wrap things up. Make sure you check us out at facebook.com slash nerdables. We're also on Twitter, at Nerdable Show. And check out our Instagram page. We're nerdables. So for Chris and Sebastian... No, Ethan's not here. He's in Houston. And not the farthest that anyone on our team has. Ask, ask Mike to Mikey's in Japan. Yeah, Mike's in Japan. He's got a, he tell him, somebody tell him to bring me back like a Super Sentai shirt. I, I would, except Mikey doesn't care. Yeah. I'll I've known I've known Mikey for almost twenty years. I guarantee you. All you need, all I guarantee you, he doesn't bring anything back for me. I guarantee he doesn't bring anything back for himself. Well, I oh, know no, he'll bring stuff back for himself. I know what I'm we looking don't know for. what any of it is. That's true. So I'll just be like, go to a store, maybe go to Akibahara, and ask for uh, this guy's shirt from this show, and they'll know what you're talking. Chris about. has known him for twenty years. When's his birthday? August something. <laughs> well, he doesn't tell me his birthday. I know so. he doesn't tell his birthday. He's a bet when he asked her. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'll, I'll run up his cell phone plan and text him. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I changed our text group. I was like, hold on. Stop texting him. Because uh, he mentioned that. He was like, don't text me while I'm there. I totally forgot he was in Japan uh-huh. this week. Just send him an email. It's like a $2 text. Okay, so anyways, we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah. I want to be that extra. I just want to be that extra. It's like, oh, hi, Mom. How's it going? Oh, hey. You dirty M! Captain America's like, I'm sorry, uh, your son will call you back, ma'am. And just... (laughs)